0: Welcome, this is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. Our goal for our show is to inform, inspire, and impact our audience with the hope that they'll wanna find a way to inspire and impact others in some way. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellenbecker Investment Group. Now, I'm a mom of three, now grown adult children. And when I think back to my pregnancies, although not entirely wonderful all the time, they were, for the most part, pretty great and exciting as new life was growing inside me. I had everything I needed to thrive and bring a healthy baby into the world. I had access to doctors, nurses, countless numbers of books, and most importantly, had family around me to love and support me through the journey. Unfortunately, not every woman has that luxury. Some women don't have supportive family or even a spouse during a time that should be wonderful and exciting. And then you throw a pregnancy that is unplanned into the mix and it can potentially get even worse. As of 2022, nearly half of all pregnancies, totaling $121 each year, are unplanned. And many times the mother is left alone or isolated with no support to help her through, again, what should be a wonderful time. Have you ever been there? Or you know of someone who has? Today, we start our show by talking with a nonprofit who helps support about 30 women a day through their journey of an unplanned pregnancy. This nonprofit has brought over 14,000 babies into the world since opening its doors in 2010. To put that into perspective, think of the population of Grafton. It's a very close number, and that's that's really some significant impact. Today, they are the largest and most successful pregnancy resource center in America. My first guests today are Cheryl Laird and Katie Tendick from the Women's Care Center in Milwaukee. WCC provides free confidential counseling, support, and education to women facing unplanned pregnancies. Welcome to the show today, Cheryl and Katie. Thank you.
2: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: You're welcome, and we're glad that you're here. So tell us
3: then how each of you got involved and why. Sure, I'll start. This is Katie Tendick, and um, after a career in pharmaceutical sales for about over a decade, I was home with my three daughters, all of young ages but in school, and searching for something, not exactly sure what that next step of my journey would be. I got a call from a a board member and friend that was on the board at Women's Care Center Milwaukee to come in for a tour. So I I said, sure, I I would love to come see the work at Women's Care Center. I didn't know much about the organization, but the word woman in the title intrigued me. Uh, Again, being a mother of three daughters, I said, I would love to take you up on the opportunity. I went in for the tour, and I knew I was called to this mission. Mm -hmm. That was it. Sealed the deal. I walked into this beautiful building filled with love. You could feel the love emanating out of the walls, and I, um, I just knew this is where I belonged. And then when I learned about the mission, I knew that that mission and this mission that I'm so grateful to be a part of, fit into who I am today and what I believe in, in, empowering women, building families, and again, raising daughters. I want to raise my daughters to see their in, inherent dignity and um, the gift of womanhood. And I, I just feel so grateful to be able to live this mission and and um, grow this mission here in Milwaukee.
2: Mm. What about you, Cheryl? So I, too, as well, have raised five children, and when my youngest child went and started kindergarten I decided to go back to school and become a registered um, sonographer and so with that um, being able to work at women's care center helping mothers navigate their first steps in their pregnancy is the most rewarding work I I could do at this time of my life and when I was introduced to women's care center as as a pioneer um, bringing women's care center to Milwaukee I, I fell in love with the mission being able to be part of something that is so pro women, so non-judgmental, um, truly servicing women in um, at, at at a vulnerable time, at a time that they need so much support, I I felt called to do this work,
1: mm.
2: and since then it's it's been um, remarkable and rewarding.
1: Mm. Well, it's great when you can do something that you love to do. I can't imagine not. Yeah. I mean, I know that not everybody, again, has but, that opportunity, but when when you do something that you love, it really shows. It really is a right? gift, yep. yeah. Um, give us a, a brief history of the organization and how it's been successful.
2: So we started back in 2010. The very first Women's Care Center opened up at 1441 North Farwell Avenue, and After we opened up that center to serve women, we merged with another pregnancy resource center at the time, and so we opened up another women's care center on Mitchell Street, and we really serve the Hispanic population there. What's been beautiful for us is we are part of a national organization. There are 34 women's care centers in 12 states at this time. So we are part of something that has existed since 1986, and we've really perfected how we do this work in reaching women in unplanned pregnancies. So we're really um, grateful for that.
1: And why would you say WCC is such an important resource in the community? I mean, what you're saying you do, obviously we know that. But how would you answer that question?
2: I think the best way to answer that simply would be if we no longer existed in Milwaukee, many women, approximately 2,000 women a year, would have no place to go when pregnant for free pregnancy services and support
1: well that's a that's a great resource obviously that should not be overlooked um... so let's look at how uh... what differentiates you then from other organizations in your market
2: well first of all just the size of the work and the impact that we do one in 11 babies they are born to women's care center moms here in Milwaukee.
3: Our business model, our growth and our success is based on our location. We place ourselves where the need is the greatest in our community, and because of that, we are serving these women that are most vulnerable to unplanned pregnancies, and because we are there, our doors are always open, they're greeted with love and radical hospitality with no judgment. Um, The mission just keeps growing. I think another
2: big differentiator for us at Women's Care Center is that since we opened, the organization has served over 400 women per day across 34 centers in 12 states. Women's Care Center has become the largest and most successful pregnancy resource center in America. And we do that by focusing on the woman, not just the baby. Our counselors work with these women to ensure they get the support they need to make that life-affirming and courageous decision for life.
1: It's a great differentiator. You know, you've got uh, uh, success in numbers, right? 34 centers across 12 states. That's pretty impressive. And I bet you guys have a ton of success stories, don't you?
3: We sure do. And I wish I had the time to go into all of the success stories and all the programs we offer our mom, our moms and babies, because it's really, really quite something and so wonderful. I urge everyone to go on our website and check those out. But one I'd like to highlight um, that really resonates in my, to me, is um, the adoption program that we offer. We had a mom come to us. She had four children. She knew she was pregnant. She was really in a tough situation. The father of the baby was in and out of her life. She needed tremendous financial support, and more so, she just needed a hug. Our counselors were there. The minute she walked in our door, she asked for the ultrasound because, again, she knew she was pregnant. We brought her into the ultrasound room. She wanted to see that baby, after the ultrasound, our loving counselors brought her into the counseling room and they sat there for a very long time. She talked, she we listened, we affirmed her, we believed in her. After some time, she and the, her counselor made the decision, and again, without judgment, our counselors loved her and she decided, this mother, that she wanted to put her baby up for adoption. That is a courageous decision. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Um, again, she, she had four other children, and she knew that she couldn't be the mom that she needed to be for this fifth child. Um, on the other side of it, through our adoption counseling, uh, a couple that had been trying for years to have a baby that lived in Green Bay. So when this mother uh, came to us and said, yes, she wanted to give her baby up for adoption, our adoption counselor called this couple from Green Bay, mm. and this connection was made. And mm. how beautiful. Um, and the most beautiful part of the story was that baby, this little boy, was brought into this world on Mother's Day.
1: Aww. So
3: here was this mother, this mother that was um, so you know, in such a difficult situation, and we were there for her, Women's Care Center, and then this couple that had been trying for years to have a baby, all brought together on Mother's Day, this beautiful baby. Um, This is just one of the many stories we can share um, about the good work that occurs at Women's Care Center and in Southeast Wisconsin. Mm, You're just uh, finding a
1: need out there and filling that need on both sides, that's been coming together on Mother's Day. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It really was. I bet there were many uh, emotional factors involved in her journey and many things that she was in need of along the way, like you talked about. Uh, When we return, we're going to talk about some of the biggest challenges women WWC cares for face and what they are most in need of right after a commercial break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Cheryl Laird and Katie Tendick from the Women's Care Center in Milwaukee. So let's talk about some of the biggest challenges your clients face and what are they most in need of?
2: What pregnant women are most in need of is support, emotional and physical. Let's just face it, everyone needs support in pregnancy, whether it's an unplanned pregnancy or a planned pregnancy. We have learned in the work that we do at Women's Care Center that 76% of women facing unexpected pregnancies say they would choose life if their situation were different and they were not overcome by fear. Most of these women are crippled by fear from people around them constantly telling them they can't do this. But at Women's Care Center, we believe women, well, they deserve better. We believe they are capable of achieving their goals while also becoming self-sufficient parents and contributing members of their communities. At Women's Care Center, we affirm their fears, knowing parenthood is never easy, but we give them the support they need to embrace motherhood while also helping them achieve their goals. Our counselors walk with these women and help them understand the strength they have within themselves which in turn allows them to make that courageous step towards motherhood. So often women come to us, they come through our doors broken, scared, fearful, and every encounter that they have at Women's Care Center, they genuinely Know and, and feel the warmth and the genuine non judgmental care of our loving counselors, sonographers, and educators.
1: And it's so needed. I mean, moms, if you're listening, you know what it was like when you were pregnant. I mean, if, if you had a family there that supported you, what a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. But understanding that not everybody has that, and we need to provide that in some way, and mm-hmm. you guys are. Are bridging that gap or filling that void, which is which is wonderful. I know, Katie, you mentioned in the in the first segment that you guys have a variety of services, um, probably too many for us, not enough time to go into everyone. But that's why we encourage you to visit the website. But what would you say is the most important role of a pregnancy resource center,
3: Jill? To that answer that question, the main thing that a pregnancy resource center can like Women's Care Center, can provide these women is support. No more, no less. That's what they need, and that's what we're here to do the minute they walk through our doors, whether it's a hug, the emotional support, the support of you can do this, and we're here for you, and we will walk with you every step of the way. Hearing those words brings that woman in fear to a calmness that allows her to make the best decision for her, right. and we're here for that.
1: And, you know, how can okay. someone make a decision if they don't have options presented to Correct. them? Right. I mean, in order to make an educated decision about something, you really have to you know the, kind of put all together all the information that you can and then make an educated choice, right? So you guys are there to explore options with the moms as well. Right? And we
3: are. And we are there to speak the truth and let them know what their options are with love and again, with truth, and when they know that they can do this, and they have that support, the trajectory looks totally different mm. and very positive, and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, and
2: because we've been here for ten years or nearly twelve years in, in Milwaukee, we have had women that will say to us now, um, "Oh my gosh, I was so I was so scared. I took a home pregnancy test, or I missed my I missed my my." Um, cycle and you were the first place I called Mm. I knew I could call you I knew I could come into you I was so scared but you were the first people I thought of I can come to Women's Care Center they will help me in this pregnancy
1: yeah that's wonderful knowing that they have a a place they can go uh, especially if they don't have support within their family so then what is your main source of income so that you can provide all these great services
3: So Women's Care Center is 100% privately funded by our amazing donors. We really have the most generous donors in the world. 84% of our proceeds goes directly to serving our clients. WCC donors, volunteers, staff, they're the very best. Um, They're all invested in advancing this mission, and engaged people can change the world, right? Everyone wants to contribute their money to make a difference in the world, and if your values are aligned with what you've heard please consider come joining us. We have um, an annual event, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year, every September called Luxury Bingo. It's super fun, very energetic. It hosts over 600 people each year and is growing, which is wonderful. And again, our guests come and have a lot of fun, all raising money to support moms and babies each year.
1: And didn't I read something where um, one time you raised 675000 or is that That total? is correct, Jill. That
3: wow. is At that event, Luxury Bingo, $675,000, all towards moms and babies in Milwaukee. And again, um, we're looking forward to this event again, uh, this coming year and years to come. So if Luxury Bingo is something you're interested in and this mission speaks to you, please um, go to our website, which is womenscarecentermilwaukee.com backslash change lives, or just search Women's Care Center Milwaukee and visit our donor website and you can get all the details to register for Luxury Bingo and um, come be part of the Women's Care Center family.
1: Okay. Well, before I let you go, I'm, I'm curious because, again, we have a lot of listeners who want to help in some way. You know, we talk about time, treasures, talents. Um, what would you say is your greatest need? How can someone, if they want to help, where should they focus their efforts?
2: Well, for all of you listening out there, life, well, it's about life. Life begins here at Women's Care Center by empowering moms, helping babies, encouraging dads, building families. We are a non political and a secular organization with Christian values. Laws do not change hearts, love does. Women's Care Center changes hearts by offering non-judgmental, strength-based counseling to the women we serve. If there's anything you've heard in this segment that has tugged at your heart and you feel like you want to be part of this amazing mission, please reach out, contact us. We would love to give you a tour of Women's Care Center and see our work in action.
3: Yeah, help us spread the mission. Help us support Women's Care Center. Again, we are 100% privately funded. Every dollar we raise in Milwaukee stays in Milwaukee. Um, so we are growing, we're advancing this mission, come be part of something great, knowing your impact will make a difference in each woman that we serve every day at Women's Care Center. If you'd like to learn more about us, again, our website, Milwaukee.com backslash Lives, or feel free to just in your search bar on your computer, Women's Care Center Milwaukee, click on the donor website to learn more about us. As Cheryl stated, our doors, doors are always open. Come see the love that happens every day at Women's Care Center of Milwaukee. And, again, great mission, great
1: organization. One question I'm thinking of as, as we're closing here, do you guys accept donations of items for your moms?
2: Yes. So we do accept gently used donations for our moms, and um, you can just check the website but, and, and or just drop them off at either of the centers.
1: Okay, so to learn more about what they accept or what they're in need of, you can go to their website. Um, you guys are on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, that kind of thing, um, and the best to just Google.
3: I think the best route to go is just to Google us, and um, the, and, and certainly feel free to call either center. We have um, The phones are always open. If you have any questions, feel free to call, and um, we'll be in touch with you that way as well. And the phone number is?
2: 414-223-2610.
1: 414-223-2610. Okay. Well, again, I say all the time that we never have enough time uh, to go into all the details of the great work that our nonprofits in our community are doing. But we're just here to plant that little mustard seed so that if it's something that resonates with you, you can go to their website, learn more about them, call Uh, to get connected. That's the best way. So thank you again, Cheryl Laird and Katie Tendick from the Women's Care Center in Milwaukee. Appreciate you joining our interview today. Thanks, Joe, for your time. Yes, thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. So the Women's Care Center in Milwaukee is an amazing organization that works with moms at the start of their child's lives, But who steps in to work with the moms after they give birth to continue those support services and to help them find ways to be successful in maybe educational endeavors so that they can give their families a strong future? Well, stay tuned and you're going to find out after a short commercial break. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. So... The question I asked before the break was who continues support services to the moms after they give birth to help them be successful and to give them and their families a strong future? Well, let's find out. My next guests today are Kristen Wood, campus administrator from Trinity Woods, who provides a vibrant intergenerational living environment and supportive housing options for single mothers and their children. And Hannah Sternig from Mount Mary University who partners with Trinity Woods to provide a link to educational success. So welcome to the show today Kristen and Hannah.
4: Thank you for having us. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. So let's start out by you giving us an idea of how Trinity Woods came to fruition.
4: So Trinity Woods is a partnership between three different groups um, Milwaukee Catholic Home mount mary university and the school sisters of notre dame Um, the school sisters of notre dame their current convent was in elm grove uh, with it being such an old community they knew that they had to move out and find another location Uh, they were the founders the school sisters of notre dame were the founders of mount mary university so they felt that that was a good place to put this intergenerational community um, and that's kind of how it came to fruition.
1: Okay. Well, is there
4: something that happened over coffee that I understand with Kristen? So Deb Siano, who is head of the School Sisters of Notre Dame, and the last president of Mount Mary University, Dr. Farr, were talking about this situation Um Deb Ciano, who is a sister, said we are going to have to look for a new location. And Dr. Farr discussed having an intergenerational community where there would be aging residents and also single mothers and students who can still get an education and live within that community.
1: Okay, so you never know what can happen over getting together for coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the benefits and the challenges with managing in intergenerational community?
4: So some of the benefits are positive attitude towards aging. Um, the elderly can embrace their role as mentors and role models, and the kids can learn to appreciate their wisdom and their experience. There's also learning opportunities for both generations. Um, They learn new skills, life lessons, they share family stories. There's also a great sense of purpose. We know that, especially during COVID, there were a lot of elderly people who were feeling isolated in this type of environment. They feel like they're contributing to society when they work with the younger generations, but they also, it combats loneliness and that feeling of isolation that seniors feel when they don't have family in town or they don't have a lot of visitors coming um, and then the last one is just we know kids are busy and they keep our elder busy <laughs> and that keeps them active and that gives them longevity
1: i think it's so important for the generations to just come together and learn from each other yes. right? you know so often our younger generation doesn't want to give the time of day to the older generation which is very sad but Uh, also the older generation can learn so much from the younger generation so I think it's so great to have ways that they can connect. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah how did you come into the mix?
5: Yeah so um, I came to Mount Mary about a year and a half ago um, and with that that was the start of our Madonna Hall program at Trinity Woods when the building opened Um, and at that time, I was really looking to focus on how to support students um, from various demographics in their, their um, studies and in their community. Um, and so really focused on student parents. Um, and it was just a, an amazing space to be in in the first you know, the f- first iteration of this. There are very few things um, or very few programs like this um, in the, the state and all, the nation along with that. Um, and so to start something really new that can be so supportive for the moms is pretty amazing. Um, and on my first day, I really got to see a taste of that um, with one of our moms who was just getting her keys and moving in on the day it was my first day. Um, and to see her reaction to a new space, um, a beautiful, safe space for her and her kids and how she can now feel like she can really commit to um, focusing on her education and knowing that a lot of the things that are needs um, for her and her children are covered um, in our program is really allowing her to be even more successful than she already could have been. Um, We know she would be successful regardless, um, but to really help her be able to, to have the needs that she had for her and her boys um, taken care of and really focus on the work that she's doing. It was a great, really great first day for me, and that, that got me in um, and has kept me around for a while.
1: <laughs> well, your first day to have an uh, you know experience like that is, is wonderful. I can imagine why that's when you said, yep, I'm in the right place. Exactly. I'm where I need to be. Um, what are some of the challenges then that that uh, student parents face in higher education? And then what are you doing to try to help the mothers navigate through these challenges?
5: Yeah, so there are a variety of different challenges. Um, that all students face in higher education, but in particular, um, our student parents are at times a pretty hidden um, demographic. It's very easy to go to class and go to school and never tell anybody that you're a parent. Um, And what we're trying to do at Mount Mary is to normalize being a student parent um, and to be able to help with that. one Some of the stuff that is more challenging for student parents, it's obviously challenging for all of our students, but in particular with student parents is um, a lot about finances and decision making around that um, and trying to figure out what... Um, what they're able to pay for what makes sense what it looks like how financial aid works at an institution um, what it might look different in graduate school versus undergrad how they're also going to pay for all of their child's needs on top of anything that is educational related Um, we have great financial aid officers um, that work with our students to make sure that they know kind of what all of the costs are and then we have a variety of um, Financial programs um, that help students pay for all of those things that they might have additional needs um, For student parents one of the biggest um, barriers across the nation is cost of childcare, care um, mm-hmm. And so we have a couple of different ways that we can help students with that um And then another challenge is the balance of school and work and being a mom. Um, And so, you know, we have various programs for that. But for the most part, just for the students to be in community with other moms going through similar situations has been really helpful for them to um, maybe share examples of how it's working for them or suggestions or... um, Things that maybe they did once and didn't work out as well. Um, And so for some of them, they have really incredibly supportive families. But sometimes without having gone through that situation, it might be hard to understand that balance. And so um, they find the benefit of having a community of other people they live with um, that really focuses on support for them through a situation they've already been through.
1: Well, and and let's take a little bit of a deeper dive then into the types of support services that you offer, specifically to the mothers other than housing. Yeah,
5: so outside of housing, we really do see our Madonna program at Trinity Woods as a holistic program. Um, And so we... Do, we have a case manager um, who is a licensed social worker, and she helps students to, you know, maybe get some government assistance or navigate some of the. Um, the other aspects outside of Mount Mary um, that can really assist students um, in their success. So things like child care subsidies, food share benefits, um, student or er, health insurance for them and their children, um, finding child care, helping pay for childcare, care, um, all of those things. Um, we also students meet on a biweekly basis with myself um, and we focus a lot on the success for being um For on Mount Mary's campus. And so um, we might go through resources like tutoring resources or how to talk with your professors or um, what are office hours and what are the benefits of going through those Um, some of those things that are more specifically on campus. They then have access to all of our on-campus resources, which would include tutoring. We have professional tutoring um, at Mount Mary's campus, um, which is different from some other campuses that would have peer tutoring. Um, And then we do have a counseling and wellness center on campus, so students do have access to um, free counseling for themselves as well um, while living on campus. So um, we do have a variety of other things. And like I said, we've worked with students through some legal things and just being support on absolutely everything that a student might come with um, because we really see this as a holistic program not
1: just a housing program. Hmm. Wow well that's a lot of stuff there. (laughs) Very (laughs) comprehensive. Um, Now that we know more about why the Madonna program on Mount Mary does what it does we're gonna take a short break. And But when we come back, we're going to learn more about how the goal of having success in higher education for student parents is achieved at Mount Mary. So don't go away, and we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in this last segment with Kristen Wood from Trinity Woods. Is that a coincidence there? Kristen Wood from Trinity Woods and uh, Hannah Sternig from Mount Mary University. So let's talk about how the goal of having success in higher education for student parents is achieved at Mount Mary. And let's start with the population of the student parents and what that looks like throughout the time that the Madonna program has been serving.
5: Yeah, so with the Madonna program, we really have seen diversity in almost every aspect that you can think of. Um, we have students who have lived with us from age 18, right after graduating high school, all the way up to age 38. Um, we have students from a variety of different racial demographic backgrounds. Um, we have students who are studying a variety of things. We have some business majors, some fashion mark fashion merchandising majors Um, we've got education majors a few nursing majors communication majors so really studying a variety of things Um, some of the students come to us directly from high school um, and then some students maybe transferred to mount mary um, right from a different school after they became pregnant Um, some of our students were students at mount mary and became pregnant during their time there um, some students maybe stopped, went to school for a little while, stopped for a few years, um, and then started up again um, with their time here. Some um, students are doing their graduate work as student parents um, and still living with us. So um, really just in that that whole variety, we see um, a lot of different diversity. So really... Every student can feel welcome. I know once I was taking a student through a tour um, and she was thinking about living at Mount Mary and she's one of our um, adult learning students. And, you know, after the tour, she really said, you know... I was nervous because sometimes in class I feel like I'm the oldest person or the, you know, the only one with other life experience outside of being in school. She's like, but I I don't feel like that when I'm um, meeting the moms and being here at the Madonna, in the Madonna Hall um, at Trinity Woods. And for me, that was a really big deal because it means that every mom they're, all of them have something in common, right? They're all parents. Um, and so they can find commonality in this community. Mm-hmm, for
1: sure. Um, so then walk us through the process then for a mom being a part of the Madonna program.
5: Of course. Um, so the process starts with being um, accepted to Mount Mary University. Um, Students can have the application for the university as well as the application for um, living in Trinity Woods both at the same time. I work closely with our admissions folks um, to make sure that as soon as they are um, accepted into the university, then they start the other process. Um, Each student... has an interview with myself, um, a meeting with financial aid, and a tour of Trinity Woods. In the interview with myself, we really focus on um, making sure that we have the supports and resources necessary to um, ensure the success of the student. Um, so it's not about you know what student is better or, or anything like that, but really just making sure that we can support them um, even if we have to get different resources in order to do that. Um, And then they meet with financial aid um, because finances in college can be very confusing, even without a child. Um, So then you add finances for children on top of all of that. Um, And so we want to make sure that this is a mutual decision um, and that students have all of the understanding of what it's going to cost them, both for tuition and housing, um, before they make that decision to be with us. So both of those are important pieces of the interview process. And then we want them to do a tour so they really know um, what the community feels and looks like.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not going to know what they're entering into unless they get a tour and and like you said with that one woman prior to the tour she was questioning if it was a good fit but once she took the tour excuse me then uh, it was kind of a done deal right Um, what types of successes would you say that you've seen so far with the moms who are living in Trinity Woods
5: yeah so we have seen a number of academic successes Um, definitely a number of our moms Have improved their GPAs consistently since living with us Um, and a lot of them maybe there are a number of classes that they didn't pass um, before um, living in Trinity Woods and now have passed with A's and B's um, after living in Trinity Woods which is um, a really big difference to to a GPA Um, some of our students who maybe were on academic probation prior to um, are no longer on academic probation after this. Um, So we, and we have had one student graduate, um, and we anticipate at least two or three more um, at the end of this academic year. Um, Again, with us kind of starting um, about a year and a half ago, that was pretty good um, so far for where we're at. Um, But we also see benefits to them socially. Um, so for them to, again, as I talked about earlier, be able to see themselves in, in a community, a supportive community of other moms, and they can share their experience and also get experiences back um, is really great as well. And, you know, sometimes they might need help with childcare or things like that, and they're, they're making friends. Um, we also have seen success with a number of our students of being able to give them stable housing that will then give them the opportunity to get out of unhealthy relationships um, if needed. Um, Not all of our students, by any means, are in unhealthy relationships, but we have had that experience, Um, and so to be able to offer um, housing that the student can pay for and be on their own um, is... It can be a really big deal um, to someone trying to leave an unhealthy relationship. So we do have a couple of examples of those things happening as well.
1: Okay. Well, what about the children? What do you see as the benefit for the children?
5: Yeah. So – there are a number of benefits um, one is kind of my favorite to talk about for some of the, the children they maybe went from being only children to they move in and suddenly they have 11 different siblings all running around with them um, and so they get to learn lots of things like sharing and how to talk to each other and um, all of that they also have a number of different role models um, outside of just their family um, all of the moms really are role models um, to all of the kids. Um, And they help each other out and make sure um, that somebody is watching the group at all times. Um, And so even if one mom with one of their kids has to go change a diaper, they know they can leave their other child with um, some of the other moms and everyone will be safe. Um, And so the kids really get to learn from each other. Um, Maybe they didn't have role models of older siblings, um, and suddenly they do have people that they can role model off of. Sometimes that's good. Every once in a while it's not good things, right? Because sometimes (laughs) we learn not as great things from older siblings. Um, So we get the good and the bad with that. Um, But I do think that that's really helpful in socializing the kids. There's a lot of consistency. Um, When a student moves in with us, they do not have to move out um, until they graduate. So they stay in the same apartment. It's not so much traditional residence hall living where you might move out in the summer and at winter break, nothing like that. Um, And so it really gives the kids consistency to feel safe in their home um, that they will live in for a number of years. Um, And then... We have definitely not been around long enough to figure this out, and we won't see it probably for another 18 years, Um, but we really do hope that the feeling of living on a college campus helps the the children of our students to really feel like they belong on a college campus. And we hope that generationally this will also happen or help academic success um, for, for students to just know like, oh, yeah, I know what a cafeteria is. I know that you can go to the library to study. I know that there's somebody that I can ask for help um, for these things because lots of the kids... Even though they might not know why they're in my office, they're in my office oftentimes. And so they know that there is somebody on campus to help you out. Um, and so we hope that long term then that helps them be successful for that. Again, we'll have to wait a little while to figure out if that really <laughs> happens. Um, but, but that's you know, your hope. Yes. That is our hope. And that yeah. is kind of what we would see um, as as long term success from various other um studies and things like that.
1: Okay well so what are the goals for the program moving forward?
5: Yeah so right now one of our biggest goals is to get um, to where we have the full number of families. Um, We have space for up to 24 families with us. Um, Starting in August we'll be at 15 families so we do have space um, for other families to live with us um, and we're really excited for that. Um, on Mount Mary's campus, we are increasing our support for student parents um, and we're in the process of getting nationally recognized for that um, through a variety of different avenues. So really showcasing the support that we give at Mount Mary and making sure that all students and student parents know that this is the place for them and that they belong here. Um and then, of course, so for our students specifically, we hope that everyone will graduate on time with the major that they intend um, and that then they will be able to have that success for their themselves in their lives moving forward. Um, and also that um, now their kids um, won't be first generation college students as many of our students are. Um, and so it, there are huge barriers in higher education to first-generation college students um, and those children of our students will not have as many of those barriers
1: okay Wow well I for one was not aware that this Madonna program existed at, at Mount Mary or Trinity Woods I mean I think again the whole reason why we do this show is to bring awareness to these these great organizations that provide wonderful services to a particular demographic um, Kristen, what closing thoughts would you like to leave with our audience today?
4: Um, I think I just would like to say that an intergenerational community—it's—it's it's a wonderful place for everybody. It really connects and helps people grow of all generations. Um, you know, our residents—they all eat together, including the Madonna student moms. Um, there's activities, there's concerts, there's entertainment. Um, it's just really a wonderful thing to see all these different generations living together and learning from one another. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. and then let's review one more time contact information. So if there's a mother out there that maybe thought college was not for her, think again because we have something local that, that can support you in your educational endeavors. Um Or, uh, you know, some of the other services that you provide, what's the best way for someone who's
4: interested to find out more? They can contact Hannah and she can give her information.
5: Yeah, so um, you can reach out to myself. um, My phone number is 414 930 3303, um, or my email is S T E R N I G H at mtmary.edu and i will talk with people at any part of the decision making process because it can be a really big decision to know if it's best um, to go to school maybe you have to leave a full-time job to become a full-time student Um, and so even if if even if somebody doesn't know if it's the right fit for them we can start with talking about it Um, so Please, anyone reach out to me if you think that it's a good fit.
1: And website, what's your website?
5: So that, the easiest would be um, to either, you can either go to Mount Mary's website and search Trinity Woods, um, or you can go under residence life um, and student housing for single moms, um, or you can Google search Trinity Woods, and that will also, um, in the section for student parents, um, will connect you with that.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, wonderful learning about Trinity Woods and Mount Mary and the Madonna program and all the other good stuff that you guys have going on. I want to thank you today, uh, Kristen Wood from Trinity Woods and Hannah Sternig from the Mount Mary University uh, and Cheryl Laird and Katie Tendick from Women's Care Center in Milwaukee. Uh, Thank you all for sharing your experiences, your wisdom, your love and support for the women who might find themselves in some tough situations. Thank you for joining us today for the interview. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to the guests, uh, and they've given their contact information, and they can either help you directly or contact uh, or direct you to someone who can help you, if they can't, for whatever reason. If you know of a great organization that is doing great work, like Trinity Woods and the Women's Care Center, Mount Mary, uh, that are doing great work in our community that you think would be a great guest for our show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office and ask for me at 262-691-3200. You can give me their contact information and I'll reach out and make a connection. I encourage you to tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a caring and compassionate place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer. You can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app as well. You can visit our website, which I encourage you to do as well, at EllenBecker.com to listen to previously aired shows Or you can listen on demand. If you're going to school at Mount Mary University and you just can't find the time on Sunday morning at 10, you can listen on demand whenever time allows at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So my call to action today is to give some thought to how you can make a difference in some way for someone else in our community. Our guests have shared today many ways that you can make a difference and have a significant impact, whether that's by donating, volunteering, or simply by advocating for their respective organization. I'm sure anything you do would be appreciated. So take time to find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.